0: Peace be with you. In this expression of peace in our gospel text, the risen Savior is not merely sharing a wish for the absence of conflict or struggle in our lives. Rather, he is giving the full condition of well-being that comes only when God and man are at peace with one another. May our risen Prince of Peace give us this blessing in abundance through his word to us. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the good news of Easter begins and ends with being at peace with God. Easter is about the peace that we receive through God coming to us and giving us his victory, his forgiveness, his now resurrected life. That you would know, that you might live, that you might believe. You might be the church full of peace, overflowing with more grace than sin, so that peace abounds. I want you to listen a minute here to some words that the Bible associates with peace. Reconciliation. Relationship. The presence of God. Well-being. Contentedness. Salvation. Redemption. Wholeness, cross, joyful assurance, gift of God, new creation. Easter night after Mary Magdalene claimed to have seen the risen Christ and even talked to him, the frightened disciples were holed up in a room behind locked doors. The disciples were still reeling at the death of Jesus and their own failure to stand with Jesus to the end. But now, Mary was making the most incredible claim that would undo, would overturn their turmoil, remove their sense of failure and inadequacy and their loss of hope. Gathered in fear and confusion, they blocked doors and waited. And then suddenly, there he was, right there in their midst. And what did Jesus say? He says, peace be with you. No fear, no scolding, no turmoil, no doubt, just peace. Again, by definition, the peace that Jesus gives is the full condition of well-being that comes when God and man are at one. And since the fall into sin, this is possible only when sin, which put enmity between God and his creation has been completely removed. And this then takes us specifically to the cross and the empty tomb, where that reconciliation took place. It was peace that was promised in the first expression of the gospel in Genesis 3.15. And it's peace that is described in the final images of scripture when the well-being of creation is restored in Revelation 21 and 22. We've been gifted with this peace so that our lives will never be the same again. We realize the truth that we were enemies of God, but now we are adopted sons and daughters. We were dead in sin, but now we rejoice in the truth that we are alive in Christ. We see in our gospel text that Jesus speaks peace three times. And the common thread that ties these three together is forgiveness. The bond of peace is the forgiveness of our sin. Our lives have been gifted with peace with God so that we can be peace in this world. So let's see what Jesus had in mind by giving the gift of peace to his disciples and now to us. The first time Jesus speaks the word peace, forgiveness gives peace from fear. People living in terror of anything, whether that be natural disasters, violence, crime, test results from the doctor, an angry God, anything, aren't at peace. There was no peace of the disciples after Good Friday. They were scared they were scared for their lives and to make matters worse now they had no leader to make them feel secure and to give them a sense of purpose and future to work toward and we oftentimes can relate with the disciples right think about it what sort of fear upsets our peace is it the fear of death because life is so fragile Or maybe the fear of hidden sin. What if people knew our darkest secrets? Maybe it's fear for our financial livelihoods or a fear of failure. Maybe it's a fear of what's in store for our country or this world. Or a fear of being bullied at school. Fear can have so many different faces, shapes, and guises. But not only does the Bible contain 365 instances of do not fear, but most importantly, Christ returned from death to give peace from fear. For Jesus' resurrection appearance to give peace from fear, there had to be forgiveness. Now that he was alive and more powerful than death itself, the thought maybe was from the disciples he might return angry. But instead, Jesus begins, peace be with you. This was absolution, clear and simple. It was Jesus' declaration that their desertion, their denying, their, their disobeying was all forgiven and forgotten. It was removed. Jesus came to them in peace, not in vengeance. And the disciples responded with rejoicing. They rejoice because their relationship with Jesus was now restored. And we too can rejoice today. The one who conquered death is with us to deliver us from sin and death. The one who couldn't be kept out by a locked door will open new doors for us, even if some seem to close. And the second time that Jesus speaks the word peace, Forgiveness gives peace from helplessness. Eastern mysticism sees peace as absolute idleness. But the disciples felt no peace as long as they were sitting idly by. They were the prime candidates to take Jesus' kingdom to the world, but there they sat in a locked room. There wasn't peace, there was just turmoil because they had a rush of conflicting thoughts running through their heads and nothing else to focus on. We may sometimes feel helpless or unable to fulfill our purpose. And there's a whole world out there that needs Jesus' peace, and we want to share it. But how? Our consciences nag at us to speak to our loved ones about their faith or their behavior or to a neighbor living in sin we feel helpless to bring about change. Christ gave his disciples peace by making them sharers of forgiveness. And that's how we make a difference in the world around us. Jesus said, peace be with you. As the father has sent me, even so I am sending you. This peace was Jesus's way of saying that those disciples And each and every one of us are useful to him. The Holy Spirit gave them the power to share this life-changing good news of forgiveness and peace. So we aren't helpless. We have the Holy Spirit. He equips us. He teaches us the word. He gives us the words to say. He gives us love and peace to share. We have been absolved from our idleness and apathy to make a difference in the lives of others. And man, does the world need what we have to give? The world needs the peace that we have in Christ. And just like the disciples, we too are sent into the world to bring that peace. How many times do we say to one another, I don't know how people can live without Jesus. It's the very same thing as saying, I don't know how people can live without the peace that I have. Jesus' peace reminds us that we have that peace that's to share with others. The third time that Jesus speaks the word peace, forgiveness gives peace from doubts and unbelief. Doubt brings internal conflict. Unbelief requires that we search and search until we find something that will make us whole and content. The uncertainty of a foundation to stand upon makes every step treacherous. And that's where Thomas was. Where Thomas was for an entire week. Imagine the emptiness and the, the void in Thomas's life. While his brothers and others were rejoicing, his unbelief gave him no peace. And we understand Thomas, don't we? We believe that Jesus died and rose and that he's given us eternal life in heaven. But do we really always believe that because our Redeemer lives, that he promises to grant us all that we need, to wipe away all tears, all doubts? We don't always live that way, do we? But Christ returned to give Thomas peace. Jesus forgave Thomas' unbelief. He returned to give him the contentedness of faith. And Thomas confessed, my Lord and my God. As we gather together here every Sunday, we we realize that every Sunday is a little Easter. As Jesus comes to us, he comes to us with his word of the gospel, and he comes to us in his sacraments that we can see, taste, and touch. And in them, God offers, gives, and seals the forgiveness of our sin, thus restoring peace to our lives. That's the joy that comes from being in God's house every week, receiving his gifts every week. He gives us That peace. He restores that peace to our lives. The forgiveness of Christ earned on Good Friday and declared on Easter is the key to sharing peace with others. Our Lord Jesus extended his hands on the cross to be pierced by the nails. And now he extends those same hands to you and he says, Peace be with you. Our hearts are glad, our souls are refreshed, our spirits are renewed. And our purpose in life is given direction we are now to be peace to the world we are to extend that peace to a peaceless world and we're not sent with magic or signs or powers that are spectacular to the world we're just sent with the forgiving peace that's found only in christ Christ gives us the word of peace that breaks the silence and turmoil of sin. Again, that word has come once again to you today, into your ears and into your mouths, that you would not be unbelieving, but believing, that you may taste and see that the Lord is good and take refuge in him. For as the disciples found out, locked doors are no refuge. Locked hearts are only prisons of our own making. But the one who broke the seal of the grave, the one who broke the power of sin and death, the one who comes through locked doors, the one that we welcomed at Christmas as the Prince of Peace, is indeed our peace. And so, with that good news, what's our simple message? Our simple message to the world around us is that if you have peace with God, you have everlasting life. The greatest service that we can render to our neighbor, to our families, to our community, to those around us, is to offer them this very same peace that we ourselves have received. It's the office of the keys. Keys that open heaven. God sends us out with his word and with his spirit. He sends us out with simple water as a means of grace to make disciples. He feeds and nourishes with Christ's very body and blood. He sends us out because he has made a difference in how we live. For we live each and every day in his peace. Amen.